0: Your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola.
1: All right, welcome to what day is today? Thursday. <laughs> Lacrosse Talk PM. We had a meeting the other day and I was like, When is this when is this thing happening? Wednesday? And they're like, It is Wednesday, Rick. And I'm like, Oh, sorry. Six oh eight seven eighty five seven nine one four is the talk at text line. Let's get this thing going. Do that. I'm having William Garcia, the new Lacrosse County Democratic Party Chair, on today. There's a lot of a lot of state news. A lot of more. A lot more bickering uh, at the uh, the state level over unemployment, over vaccine uh, vaccine what distribution? Is that what you want to call that? Um. Oh, and I was looking at my phone for you, wondering why I'm reading my phone during the show on if you're watching a facebook live but this this just posted on the ap wire biden unveiling a 1.9 trillion dollar plan to stem virus and steady the economy 1.9 trillion dollars president-elect joe violent unveiling this this trillion dollar plan 2 trillion essentially coronavirus Uh, Today to turn the tide on the pandemic, speeding up vaccine rollout. And if you get down here, I don't know why this isn't just the headline. The plan includes $1,400 checks for most Americans, which is on top of the $600 provided in the most recent COVID-19 bill. Did y'all get your $600? I keep forgetting to look. Just it seems weird. Like that's kind of how I am. Kind of aloof when it comes to that stuff. But uh, I bet a lot of people are like, "Yes, I." I know I got my $600. I didn't get my $600 because I needed $600. Um, I've been working here. We've been doing a pretty good job. So honestly, $600 would be nice, but I'm sure other people need it way more than I do. And maybe that's part of the question. Should, Should people that have been working the whole time get an extra $600? But also everybody's been affected by this. I mean, how much more takeout have you tried to, to, to get since the pandemic? So you can help small businesses, right? I mean, that's all that $600 went to or the $1,200 before that. It's all going to hamburgers and then my stomach. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Lacrosse County, Democratic party chair, William Garcia is going to come on. Uh, he just got elected there. So uh, we can talk about who he is. What's, you know, even the process for getting elected and, um, you know, what, what the agenda is for, for them. And, um, and then we're going to talk about this, this a little bit about this special session that governor Evers wanted to have on Tuesday or wants to have, I guess it'll be, it seems like it's just going to be another gavel in gavel out situation, um, where the, he wants the assembly to meet in special session to discuss. Hey, we, we gotta fix the unemployment system. I think they're using typewriters still, and then sending snail mail out, sending checks via snail mail to to the unemployed, and uh, they want to update that. And he, it looks like he wants to hand uh, what workforce development agency five point three million dollars to to let's see, it says renovate and modernize the claim system. That's on the Wisdom News website. So yeah, it sounds like a plan. Get the assembly or the Senate in and talk about it. Well, apparently Republicans who control the legislature don't want to do that. Like they just told essentially I think they told Evers, Go fix it yourself. Which seems weird. Governor Evers already has the funding and tools he needs to fix the problem, says the Senate Majority Leader Devin the Mayhew. Uh, now, instead of effectively using his resources, he's scrambling to shift blame while people are still left waiting. So the $5.3 million to fi- update the systems, I guess, isn't needed. But it sounds like maybe it is. So it's more bickering amongst our uh, state government. I mean, why not just meet in, in session? What else are you doing? You got nothing going on at noon Tuesday, (laughs) Senate, Assembly? got nothing going on? You can't sit down and talk about it? I don't know. That's their full-time job. They're a quote-unquote full-time legislature. Does that mean it's their full-time job? I feel like that's what that means. I don't know. Uh, We got a call. Number three is calling in. Number three, go ahead. You got gas
2: in that old snowblower of yours?
1: um good question actually but uh, there's a couple of gas cans lying around with probably you know nine month old gas in
2: them they call that shellackey when it gets that way
1: yeah just shake them up right and then it'll that'll fix it
2: see i think instead of all this stuff of the state and all this we're talking about i think we better think about those poor people up on french island whose water ain't doing too good
1: yeah, it looks like they're going to test more wells there for PIFA's, uh, the, the fire foam chemicals, the chemicals in yeah. fire foam, I suppose. Um,
2: it ain't their fault. Here's the way I got it look at, looking at it. You can call it hindsight or foresight, a little of each. We spent $2.5 million for a car wash up there to keep the cars clean for the car rental places that aren't renting how many cars. Yeah, right. <laughs> that would have went a long ways for good water mains up there. And now, the county wants to build a new workshop for about four million dollars. French Island is in Lacrosse County. I think we should take that four million dollars and put it to this uh, new water main we got to put up on the island. What do you think, Rick?
1: Well, will that solve the problem of contaminated wells?
2: Well, it's, they're already contaminated now.
1: Yeah, so we got to, so how do nobody we... Nobody
2: knows what they're going to do about it, so we got to get them some good water up here, so we run a pipe up there.
1: Yeah, just a big bubbler right in the middle of French Island. Everyone can go fill yeah. buckets. They can go fill so buckets of water. have
2: a beautiful home up there, and all of a sudden the water ain't no good, and it ain't worth
1: nothing. Well, can we use the crappy water to wash the cars that we're not washing at the airport that aren't being used? I
2: would say yes we could but yet then that, that's going to go into the storm yeah, sewer go. anyway see or yep. part of the cycle of thing so maybe we better close up the car wash it will be no big deal cuz nobody's using it anyway
1: <laughs> Yeah well I I mean I I I kind of need to wash my car right now I'm not going to go over there though cuz it's way out of the way
2: Well yeah yeah you got one in Holk haven't you
1: Um yeah probably yeah, I don't know I actually don't well, I don't think so
2: Okay, I would go. Um, to,
1: I would probably do, go to ship you, shape. You'll
2: find a place. You're just one of the many. Of these people got big problems.
1: Yeah, yeah, I hear you. That's a, it's a good point. And there was a meeting last night on that. I don't know if you you probably didn't get in on that meeting, but they had a big meeting on it last night. And
2: yeah, um, well, then they're they're going to study it more. But now it goes in front of the council tonight. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're going to give them more water.
1: Yeah, bottled water
2: got bottled water for a while that that's going to solve the problem yeah thank you rick
1: thanks for the call appreciate it uh yeah they they had a big meeting on that last night and there's a story on it on wisdomnews.com it's one of them things like it's uh all those people on french island right but man water's like the the most important thing we need to protect uh gary's calling in. gary's gonna have some insight for us gary go ahead Uh,
3: Rick, are I on?
1: Yeah, go ahead. You're on. Uh, yeah, I
3: just want to explain. You know, that, that whole problem on the island was the result of the Fed's mandate that the fire departments use this foam at the airports and these other places. And then now that we have the problems from using the foam on the plane crash and in training, now the Feds are all looking the other way. But they still mandate that we use the foam.
1: Yeah and I I've, I've talked to uh, Ken Gilliam about this. I think I think with our fire department we've we've alleviated the fact that we're not using the foam unless it's a dire situation, right? Right, right. And right. but but statewide when I started the show I talked about the our state government bickering. This is another one of those things they're bickering about is they they don't want to they don't want to just abandon this firefighting foam across the state even though it's it's Killing it's us. a
3: problem throughout the whole state, though. I mean, this isn't just lacrosse. This is going to be a problem, not only in the state, but the nation. So, And the problem with PFAS, they don't clean up. So it, it's a problem.
1: Yeah, yeah, I hear you, Gary. Thanks for the call.
3: Take care. Bye-bye, Rick.
1: Bye. That's Gary Podeski, city and county board member. He's a city council member for a couple more months. He's not rerunning. His seat's up for grabs. I can't tell you off the top of my head who's running for that seat. I could tell you when we come back. But we got to get Brad in the news, and I got to call up uh, William Garcia, and maybe continue this conversation. Uh, All right, we'll be back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talking text line. Number three brought up a a good topic. I probably should have just had it... uh, on the agenda, but I was thinking of other things because I, uh, I had William Garcia all planned to come on today. He's the new Lacrosse County Democratic Party chair. How, how are you, William?
0: Very well. How are you doing today?
1: I'm good. Do we call you William or Will or just William, Garcia? Yeah. William is the preferred nomenclature. Okay. Usually I end up just going, hey, Garcia, what do you think? So just yeah. just warning you.
0: All of my students call me Garcia. So that
1: works <laughs> Um, all right, so you're, you're the new Dem Party chair. Can you, can you tell us how, how you get, get that position?
0: Sure. Um, I served on the executive board of the party last year. I was asked to serve, and I was elected to that role for 2020, uh, which, of course, was a very, very busy year for uh, Democrats all over the country, including here in La Crosse. Um, when our party chair decided that they were ready to step down after serving for three years, uh, Michael Smolska, um, I decided to uh, throw my hat in the ring, and uh, I was elected chair.
1: All right. So, and, and ha- can you just give us a little bit of w- William Garcia history? Are you from Lacrosse? Where are you from? Uh, sure. I'm uh,
0: actually not. I am a Texan. I was born and raised in Texas, um, but we moved. Uh, my wife and I moved up north to um, uh, for work. Uh, we're both college professors, and so we moved up here. And the instant I got here, I kind of Jumped into uh, local uh, Democratic politics. Uh, I've been a Democrat all my life. I've been working for many, many campaigns from Bill Clinton on. And um, then I, I recently worked for uh, Elizabeth Warren for La Crosse. And then because of my work with that group, I got on the executive board of the La Crosse Democratic Party. And we went from there.
1: What uh, can you can you kind of describe being a Democrat in Texas versus being a Democrat in Wisconsin? Is there a little bit of a gap? There? Well, honestly, I was a Democrat in San Antonio, Texas, oh, okay. which uh,
0: is pretty easy for, for being a Democrat there. That's a very, uh, uh, very blue spot in the middle of
1: Texas. OK, well, that makes sense. Um, all right. So, uh, you know, in, in some of the do you. As, a, as the uh, La Crosse County Democratic Party, are there some, you know, these are things that we want to focus on as we, we head into this new, what, legislative year, I guess. or a couple. Yeah, of years.
0: well, you know, we just had two days ago, we had Tony Evers give the State of the State Address. Um, and he outlined a lot of things that he's really would like to uh, focus on, um, including, um, you know, we're, we're getting a lot of news right now about the, um, about President Biden. Uh, talking about a huge $1.9 trillion COVID relief package. But then we're also, uh, Governor Evers is trying to talk about um, uh, a statewide package that includes uh, unemployment benefits, uh, significant amounts of money for vaccine distribution, for testing, things like that. And so we're really trying to focus on uh, getting this, using the vaccine to get the epidemic under control as quickly as possible So we can all kind of go back to our normal lives.
1: Yeah, and then obviously you can go from feds that you know the Biden the Biden package, and then you go to our state government. Today is the nine month anniversary of our state government last passing a bill. Congratulations, everybody! Happy anniversary. You (laughs) know, uh,
0: coming from Texas, Texas has what they call a a part time legislature. Um, They only meet uh, for six months, once every two years, um, and they have met more than Wisconsin uh, legislatures who work full-time. Um, Governor uh, Evers has called, I think, three special sessions, uh, one on uh, police issues after Kenosha, one on COVID, another on gun control, and in each one, the Republicans that control the legislature uh, basically gabbled in and gabbled out in less than a minute. And we got no discussion from our legislature, uh, no help from our legislature. And I've been Discussions. They didn't even talk. They just gabbled in, gabbled
1: out, and that was it. Yeah. Do you think that's going to happen Tuesday, or is it going to be something different? Where they, we're we're going to have? He's called a no. special session for unemployment, but um, I don't know. Are they even just? Are they just not going to show up?
0: It would be my assumption that they're going to gabble in and gabble out fairly quickly. Um, that might be a uh, that might be erroneous. I could be wrong. I would love to be wrong. Uh, but from the news I've been reading today, it does look like the Republicans are not terribly interested in working on an unemployment package in a special session right now. Yeah, and so uh, I would say that sadly, we're, we're just going to hear more silence from the Republicans in the state Congress.
1: And the the Republican side of this, the the Senate Majority Leader said that Evers has all the funding he needs to fix unemployment, so he should have done it already. And Evers yeah, is you saying, know, I
0: don't understand this argument at all because uh, for months. Uh, the Republicans have been going to court saying that Governor Evers has been overreaching in his authority, that he has done far too much uh, that, uh, for a governor, that he should be relying on the legislature and the legislative process. And then the instant that we give them, the legislature, a chance to say, hey, act on this, do something, they say, no, Governor, you've got it already. Yeah. So I really don't understand how we're uh, debating both of those things.
1: Uh, a couple of people calling in here. I think Joe's calling in. Joe, you're on with uh, Democratic Party Chair William Garcia and, of course, me. Go ahead, man.
0: Uh, I'm kind of switching gears back over to national politics. Uh, if he gets his $1.9 trillion, tries to get everybody back on track, what's, uh, what do you say about him raising the corporate tax so that there won't be any jobs for uh, citizens to go back to once this... Uh, COVID um, scare is over. Uh, Don't you think maybe raising the corporate tax rate is going to shut down any possibility for future job prospects to not only get back to where we were, but to increase those on the track that Trump was on? uh, Joe, and thank you so much for calling. Uh, I've got a couple of responses to that. The first one is we desperately need help right now in the moment for COVID relief. And so I feel like we need to survive COVID. We need to um, uh, stop COVID as quickly as humanly possible. And then we can start looking at other things. So I really first uh, applaud President Biden for moving quickly uh, with a a very large-scale plan to um, uh, get COVID under control quickly. Now, the other thing I would say is um, I actually don't know of any specific corollary that shows that higher corporate taxes – means less employment um i I don't i don't know any statistics that actually say that um a lot of people you know when we talk about raising the minimum wage uh, they say well raising the minimum wage is going to you know make people lose jobs and the evidence we have of places that have already raised the minimum wage uh show that that's certainly not true and uh, i think the same uh, exact idea holds true for uh raising corporate taxes especially when we're raising them in order to help businesses survive this
1: period. All right, we're speaking with Democratic Party Chair William Garcia. He's how long you been on the job, Will? William? Oh, God, two weeks.
0: Two weeks two today. Week.
1: Two weeks. Hey, it's you're doing a good. Two weeks. Doing yeah. a good job so far. We've we already exposed you to to, to my callers, which can be fun sometimes. Uh, another call coming in. Caller, uh, who, who is this? Hey, Jeff. Uh, two weeks. That's not too bad. He's doing pretty good. Yeah. Thanks. You got a question for him, Jeff? <laughs> yeah i hey, I agree with a lot of what you're
3: saying. The one issue I had after and I was one who jumped on the police after the uh uh Kenosha deal. then I listened to the entire news conference of that d a down there um I believe his name was gravely and and after that, I realized we need to talk about, talk to these criminals instead of the police on that issue uh they were totally justified on that. That guy had a felony arrest warrant on him he resisted arrest. He was trying to abduct the lady's children, steal her car, and then did pull a knife on the police officers and tried to use it on them. And that's when they shot. So when are we going to talk to people about reforming attitudes? Um, if he had just given up, he knew he had a felony arrest warrant on him. If he had just given up, he never would have been shot.
0: Well, sir, one, I, I, I don't think that we have. We know that for sure. There are so many instances of African-American people being shot by the police for far less reasons So um, when they give up. So um, I think automatically there's a kind of fear that no matter what you do, the possibility of being shot is real. I would also like to point out that um, the police officers at the time had no idea that he had an arrest warrant. They did not know that until after the fact. And so the fact that they were willing to expend that kind of lethal force uh, when they didn't even know that he had a, um, a felony uh, conviction, a felony warrant out, um, I think is worrisome. And I think that we need to be really worried. But also, finally, um, you know, being arrested, having a felony warrant should not be a, a death warrant. Um, just having committed a felony in, in America. Uh, before you've even been convicted of that crime, um, should not be a death sentence. And while I absolutely agree that um, uh, that violence is not the answer here, I can also totally understand the fear that many uh, people of color in the state and in the country have because um, they feel like they're darned if they do and darned if they don't.
1: All right, we're speaking with William Garcia. He's the new Democratic Lacrosse County Democratic Party Chair. We got to take a break here. Scott's in the news coming up. I got one call waiting and I got a text I'll try to read uh, when we come back. We'll be back in a minute. All right. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608 785 7914 is the talk and text line if you want to get in here. William Garcia, the new Lacrosse County Democratic Party Chair, on with us for the hour. Got to know him a little bit in the first hour. So if you want to go back and listen to that, you can go to wisdomnews.com slash podcast. Will, there's you uh, you 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 are hosting. Not you personally. That would be funny if you just had it in your living room. But uh, <laughs> the Democrats in Lacrosse County are hosting a, a debate or a forum of the state it's superintendent.
0: Really more of a forum introduction.
1: Okay, yeah. And there's uh, there's seven people running for state superintendent. At this point, you have six. You got a couple of days to get that seventh person. And that's going to happen. And and that's going to happen sometime Tuesday.
0: Yeah, it's going to happen on Tuesday, the 19th at 630. Um, And I want to remind your listeners that uh, this position, uh, the Wisconsin um, superintendent of public schools, is a totally nonpartisan position. So the Democratic Party here, we are not endorsing. We are not taking a stand. We have invited all seven candidates to come and speak. And you do not have to be a member of the party. If you would like to register for the Zoom event and come and listen to these people that are going to be uh, running for this position that we're going to be electing on. Uh, let's see. I'm going to get my dates wrong. But uh, the primary is uh, February uh,
1: 16th. Yep. 60. And then eight,
0: eight, April, um, April 6th. Yep. Is the is the general, and so again, it's uh, as a party. We are not endorsing anyone. We're not helping anyone. All we're doing is is uh, giving a place for them to introduce themselves to lacrosse. And so, I really encourage everyone to register and uh, come and listen to these candidates.
1: Yeah, and we're going to try to run that on our website as well. The uh, where can they go to your like Facebook page or your website? How do you want? Yeah, people if to- they
0: go, if you go to laxdims okay uh, there is a sign up sheet there's a res- registration zoom link uh, or you can go to our Facebook page uh, where we will be retweeting out that link a couple of times between now and Tuesday
1: state super uh, school superintendent state school superintendent seems like an awfully boring thing to want to hear a, a forum on but it's it, can you can you just can you sell people on this why they should go listen why this is important well
0: you know the first thing is um, as as uh, I've lived in in Texas and and, uh, Michigan before moving to Wisconsin. And uh, as far as I can tell, Wisconsin is one of the few states that actually elect this position. It's one of the few states where you, the voter, have a direct choice in uh, who kind of monitors our schools. And, of course, I mean, that's vital they're in charge of talking about the um, the condition of our public schools. And that means, you know, do they have lights? Do they have internet? Do they have everything that schools need to function? Um, they're in charge of kind of um, stimulating uh, uh, education talk and uh, ideas about how we can better um, uh, uh, inform our students, how we can better teach our students. They're in charge of uh, of helping teachers share their ideas, helping principals share their ideas so that we can all get a better uh, uh, a better class of education in the state. And uh, to me, that's pretty darn awesome uh, that we have a direct say in what happens in our public schools in a way that most states don't.
1: Yeah, and I feel like we will probably be in a situation where we're we're creeping out of the pandemic. so you know, the state superintendent, the state school superintendent. This might be the most important election in the state at this point.
0: Yeah. Well, and I mean, with right now, with uh, so many schools doing virtual learning or hybrid virtual in-person learning, um, the, every teacher in the state is working their butt off, um, uh, long, long, long hours working so hard to try and deliver the content that normally we get to deliver in person. And, um, and having a, a, a good, competent superintendent is going to make these teachers' job easier. And at a time right now, when teaching is difficult already because of the pandemic, they can use all the help we can get.
1: Now, have you gotten to know quite a few of the candidates, or will this be your your basically your this first— This is my
0: introduction as well. Okay, this so— This my introduction as well. I've, I've emailed them a few times, um, and I've been very clear that as a party, we will not take a stand uh, in the primary— um and uh, uh and they've been very gracious about saying hey I would just love to come and talk for a few minutes.
1: Yeah, and and obviously uh on top of that we've got a, a mayor's race and we can talk that in a in a minute but number 3 is calling in. Number 3, you're on with William Garcia, uh the Lacrosse County Democratic Party chair. You got a question for? Him?
2: Yeah. You're a public school
0: teacher? I was a public school teacher and now I teach in university.
2: Okay. Here's my idea on the thing. I don't care if you're a Republican or you're a Democrat. You should not be a chairman of the Lacrosse County Democrat or Republican Party if you are a school teacher or a professor. Why is that? That a conflict of interest there?
0: Oh, sir, I I don't think that um, uh, my personal beliefs have anything to do with the curriculum that I am teaching students. Uh, I'm not trying to indoctrinate anyone. I'm not. Uh, uh, you know, trying to pull people politically one way or the other. And I've had many, many conservative students who felt that they learned a lot from my class.
2: So um, well, I just I, listened I don't to you a little bit when homeless. you said the guy that pulled a knife on a cop got shot.
1: Okay. What well, about? you
2: never pull a knife on a cop. If you do, your chances are you're going to get well, shot. But, sir,
0: you understand that uh, that... Whether he pulled a knife or not is has not been proven one way or the other. But case hasn't even gone to court. To I can't hear
3: what
1: you're to... saying. We got to. All right. So anyway, we're going to go down that. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. He's. Uh, it, it, when we don't even know what you teach. We teach an art class. I don't know if they have art class at, at in the university. I didn't, well, you know what? They I do. They I, have
0: a very I, fine art program. I,
1: I do know that because I got a D in uh, art history at Stevens Point when I took it. I wasn't very no. I got a D in 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 some drawing class. I was not a very good, a very motivated uh, drawer in in whatever art <laughs> class. I and nobody told me because Will I wanted to take the photography pe- class because I love that, but nobody told me to just go ask the photography professor if you could take the class because the prerequisite was to take this other drawing class. But nobody told the freshmen like, hey, you don't have to actually take the the drawing class to get the the photography class. You just need permission, right? So. Maybe, maybe give your uh, students a heads up when you get those. <laughs> uh, 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Yeah, along with the state superintendent race, that seems uh, very important. There's going to be a primary for that, obviously, with seven candidates. We have 10 candidates running for mayor. Uh, how much how much deep diving have you done into the candidates now? I, I believe I've interviewed five of the 10 so far, although Jessica Olson was a long time ago, before even Cabot said he wasn't running. And I interviewed Mitch, Mitch Reynolds, who used to host this show, but most of that interview uh, turned into uh, Jonathan Davis, lacrosse, badgers, basketball talk.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, um, you probably have therefore done far more than I am. Again, because the city, uh, the, the city council races are nonpartisan. Uh, the Democratic Party does not have a, um, a, a, a stake in the election, except. Uh, That I am trying to, I just, in fact, today sent out a kind of questionnaire Mm -hmm. that all of the candidates can fill out and that I'm going to compile all of their answers and send it out to all of our members. I'll probably also make it public on on Facebook and our website so that, um, again, as a party, just trying to connect candidates with uh, with voters, uh, with people that are kind of passionate about what's going on in our community, as opposed to making any kind of endorsements or anything like that.
1: All right. Um let's get back to uh this uh this deal with the the state legislature. Um do you, does it get frustrating? As, you know, do you guys how how do you how do you as a, the board as the Democratic Party? Do you have meetings? I don't know. How do you guys discuss some of this stuff in, in trying to get our legislature and our governor to work together? Do you do you feel like you need to to make phone calls, send emails, uh, pedal your influence a little bit?
0: I try. I send a lot of emails, especially to the state legislature, just, again, just getting them to meet. Um, uh, the Republicans control the the Assembly and the Senate. Um, so, you know, a lot of the ideas that they're going to come up with, I am largely probably going to disagree with. However, if we're not meeting, if we're not talking, we're not doing anything. We're not getting anywhere. Um, and so I think the most important thing that Republicans need to do is sit down, come to Congress, gavel it in, and just start talking, start making plans, make those plans public so that people can have a, a say in what's going on and what they're thinking about. Um, but until we actually can start a session, uh, we can't do any of that. We're just in a holding pattern during uh, you know, the worst pandemic of our country.
1: All right, we got a couple more calls here, William. This is uh, Eric from Sparta. He calls every day, William, and it's always a fan favorite to expose a new guest uh, to Eric from Sparta. Eric, go ahead. You're on the air.
2: Yeah, I don't care what... You know, I don't really care what party you are, but uh, and I understand the pandemic and stuff. There needs to be an economic stimulus, but is anybody aware of how much national debt is going on? The chickens have come home to roost someday. And... and uh, and uh, that is true. That is true. And one more question about the Democrat Party: Why, to do do a T, every one of them hate guns? That's my question. Thank you very much.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, we're worried about well, the national debt again. That's that's uh, Biden's president, so we got to worry about the national debt.
0: Yeah, it is really. Um, and Eric, Eric from Sparta, thanks so much for your call. Um, it is mystifying to me how when Republicans are in charge. All of a sudden, care about the national debt seems to go away. Um, you know, the um, uh, Trump, uh, George W. Bush exploded our national debt. Um, uh, Bill Clinton, when he left office, left with a balanced budget um, that was completely destroyed by George W. Bush. Uh, then Obama brings down the deficit a little bit. Uh, not much, but he did lower the deficit a little bit. And then uh, all of a sudden, Trump comes in and explodes the national uh, debt again. And uh, no one says anything for four years. We get these massive tax cuts to the wealthy. Uh, it just it increases our national uh, our, our debt. And no one talks about it. But as soon as a Democrat gets in office, we automatically care about it again. But what I will say is this. Um, about the national debt, I agree that it should be a concern. I think that's why we should be... Uh, um, Uh, taxing, um, you know, high income earners a lot more than we are. But um, if we don't survive this pandemic, there's going to be no, uh, you know, no no one to tax, no one, no debt. Uh, So we've got to get the pandemic under control first. We need to have do whatever is necessary to uh, survive and get out of this pandemic. And then we can start thinking about long term solutions. But right now, we should just be in emergency
1: Uh, Vote. Is it funny too? Like we, as as citizens in Wisconsin, do we? Should we ourselves? Where where should our priorities be? Do we really need to like start railing on Biden and the national debt, or should we maybe reel it in a little bit? Should we worry about the city council races and the mayoral races? Should we worry about our state legislature not meeting or not passing a bill for literally nine months to the day today? And, uh, and, and it sounds like the Republicans who control the legislature are going to gavel in and gavel out another meeting. I think, what is it? It's the third. I believe it's the third one. I think uh, it's the
0: fourth time. I, there was one on gun control, one on COVID, one on police uh, um, issues, and now this one. So I think this might be the fourth.
1: Did they gavel in and out of a COVID one? I don't think they did. It might be three.
0: It might not even have
1: gotten that far. Yeah, We might not even have met that. We're just not going to meet in that one. Um, I had Steve Doyle on a couple months ago. Uh, what, I think it was, it might have been in August when they gaveled out of that uh, policing bills one. And I asked Doyle, I'm like, maybe we should start writing your hours down and charging and in, in pay you guys by the hour. And he's like, yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, all right, we got a couple more phone calls here. Caller, who is this?
2: Oh, uh, Cindy. And I wanted to um, tell you that I really like the... Um, comments of the previous caller. I do agree that COVID is the first thing that needs to be dealt with, and I've been trying to call all over to find out where to get a vaccine, and they say they aren't getting them yet, so I really would like to know how we can find out where to get the vaccine.
1: Okay, I think I think probably your first step would may be maybe calling the Cross Crosse County uh, Health Department and, and going and from I can there.
0: i answer that a little bit. And sure. I, I'm sorry if this is going to be... Um, an annoying answer but senator brad pass just tweeted out a uh, a place to that you can sign up for an email a weekly email that will tell you everything about what dhs is doing with the vaccine um including when it's going to be distributed how it's going to be rolled out etc cetera, etc cetera. so um if you look up brad pass twitter um or uh, and i would tell you the full email um it's public.govdelivery.com um but uh, but the short link is on Brad, Senator Brad Paff's, um Twitter, and so that uh, that just came out today. So that might be an excellent resource at, uh, to look for.
1: We'll see how my memory is. If I can remember ten minutes from now, I'll try to find that email and throw it up on our website as as well. If that's easier than finding trying to spell path. Uh, one right. more <laughs> one more call here, uh, caller. Who's this? Uh, this is Jim from Holman. Hey, Jim, go ahead. You're on with uh, William Garcia, the Democratic Party chair of La Crosse County.
3: Yeah, I've been uh, listening for the last uh, little bit, and uh, I've got to ask Mr. Garcia a question. Um, Have you ever had a job in the private sector? Yes. Really? But most of the time you've worked for the government, and for this whole pandemic, you've been getting paid, correct? I mean, I haven't worked since March. And now, you know, you talk about the, the, the Republicans don't talk about deficit spending or, or, or the budget when there's a Republican office. Well, yes, we do. And I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a Republican. I'm a conservative. I'm probably socially liberal and fiscally conservative. There's a couple's truths. First of all, yes, President Obama did reduce the deficit by gutting the military, but he also doubled the national debt. He spent more money than all the previous 45, 44 presidents before him. Even George W. Bush, he spent more
1: money than he did. Even George and Washington? W- huh? Even George Washington?
3: Even George Washington. Actually, there's, <laughs> we've only been debt-free under one president. Ironically, it was a Democrat, and that was Andrew Jackson in 1838. Hey, hey. So we, have, you, we have we
1: before I, Before you know, I we let- have, before I let you go, yeah, go here, here quick um, what do you think of the 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 Republicans in our legislature refusing to meet in special session it sounds like Tuesday to discuss updating our unemployment system
3: I think I, I think all Republicans Democrats in the state in the federal government should be all ashamed of themselves for the way they've acted in the last 15
1: 20 years. All right thanks. So,
0: and, and, Jim, I wanted, to, I wanted to throw out that um, I agree that there are conservatives that are consistently uh, worried about the national debt. Uh, I was referring specifically to Republican politicians, and I would say that, um, and I'm sure that this annoys you, too, that um, for the past four years, Republican politicians have not said word one about the national debt.
1: Yeah, uh, Libertarian Guy says, Neither major party cares about the national debt. Stop engaging and blaming the other party. Both are at fault. That's true, and neither party cares. But only we, we're only going to rail against it when one party is in power. Um, hey, William, thank, thank you so much for joining me this hour. I really enjoyed it, and I I, it, I, I believe uh, exposing you to my callers. And I think you did a great job. And I appreciate everyone calling in too, as well.
2: Well, thank you so
0: much, and have a great day.
1: You too. All right, that was William Garcia, the new Lacrosse County Democratic Party Chair. All right, we'll be back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. Thanks again to William Garcia for joining. You can get that podcast after the show, and we'll see how fast I get it up there. Wisdomnews.com slash podcast. If you haven't seen, Bill Fian has a podcast on our website. Him and Caitlin Riley are doing a podcast. It's called Fact Check. If you want to go on there, you can just click podcast. Wisdomnews.com slash podcast or click podcast. If you want to do it either way, um, Mike Hayes' interviews are on there as well. Cooley Region Cooks was today. Let's see what, what Hayes did. Cooley Regent Cooks. Um, somebody texted last week that, that Hayes' Cooley Regent Cooks last week was the best one ever. Um, so yeah, he's got a he's got another one with Tam Fam today. If you want to listen to that. All right. I think that's about all I got. Thanks everyone for texting and calling. And uh I'm getting texts about are the vaccines going to be given according to age first? I, I believe Libertarian guy did text me this. He goes, the order of priority for vaccines: healthcare workers, then mental health staff are the first on the list. Then I'm I'm guessing like the elderly, and I don't even know if kids are getting it at this point. So, all right, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, we'll we'll be back tomorrow, Doctor Anthony Shergoski, you'll be cross political science professor. Uh, we'll see what kind of fun we have. Thanks a lot.